When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello there, welcome to the Talk Republic podcast. The following episode is an audio recording from a live broadcast we did on our Facebook page. During the chat, you will hear questions from the audience and even shout outs we give to the people that attended. If you want to be a part of the live broadcast, please make sure you follow us on Facebook so you don't miss a thing. Now, enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Tag Republic podcast, a weekly chat with Carolina Guzik about all things marketing. Some episodes are short tips that you can implement in your business right away, while others are in-depth conversations with industry leaders. Whether you're a new photographer searching for some knowledge or an established professional with years of experience, Carolina offers fresh and innovative advice that can help you transform your photography business. you so much for being here if you're watching the replay thank you so much for doing so and if you're listening to the podcast amazing please let us know that you're doing so you can screenshot the podcast and you know of course tag dylan and myself at the talk republic if this is the first time that you are watching a live my name is carolina gusica i'm the founder of the talk republic and today we have an amazing guest with all of us his name is dylan howell he is an amazing photographer and a Search Engine Optimization Ninja. He is badass at SEO and he's going to share with us some, you know, information that's going to be useful. Um, if you are watching still the replay or live, you can invite your friends by tagging them on the comments below or just clicking the share button somewhere on Facebook. And that's it. So while we wait for a couple of people to join us live, Dylan, how are you doing today? Awesome. Doing so well. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. I am so excited to be chatting with you. I have been on your Patreon. I am on your Facebook group. You are a knowledge, like so much knowledge about search engine optimization that my mind is blown. And I <laughs> can't you. wait for you to like talk about it. So while we wait for a couple of people to join us live, what about you tell us what do you do and all that good stuff? Yeah, totally. So I'm still a wedding photographer. I've been a wedding photographer since about 2010, 2011. Um, I'm shooting a little bit less now and concentrating like about 50-50 on SEO, um, specifically SEO for photographers, uh, photography sites. Um, and it's it's been kind of a progression towards that slowly over time where I realized that I really enjoy the actual day-to-day -day work of SEO and the challenges and seeing the results. Um, and it's been fun to kind of balance both of those careers at the same time. Um, yeah, so that's what I'm doing now. Um, other, other than that, I also do SEO for a few major like e-commerce companies, mm -hmm. which is pretty fun. So I get to learn SEO at scales that most people don't like ever have the chance to work on. So I work on like one site I think has 7 million pages and holy uh, moly. <laughs> yeah, totally. So it's like really challenging and it, it pushes my limits and it's made me grow and, and learn a lot of new skills that I've been able to then 
bring into the smaller photography sites, which is fun. That sounds good. So why did you get started in search engine optimization? Is that something yeah. that is your background on or are you just like because of the business of photography, you start learning and this is what do you do now? Totally. So when I was in college, uh, I was doing mostly like business management degrees but with an entrepreneurial side. And so like, of course, like took some marketing. Um, and at the time I, I started a bicycle wheel building company mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm pretty big into cycling still. Um, and SEO was like my only real way that I could market it because social media was, it was a thing, but it was pretty small back then. It was like in 2007, 2006 or so, but I, I had no real money at the time. So like SEO is relatively free. <laughs> and um. so I was, I was going hard on that and I, I just like dove deep into it somehow. Um, and then when I started the wedding photography business, that was also same sort of situation. I didn't have money to spend on like Google ads, even though that's like a dollar or two per click, it, it added up quick. I didn't have, I didn't even have enough money to like get into a bridal show. So, oh, um, it's true. It's yeah. expensive. I'm going to stop yeah. you just for a second. So I want to make sure that people can hear it. Let me just double check here. Uh, if you're watching us live, if you can just please drop in the comments that you can hear it. Let me just double check here. One thing. Get into a bridal show. So. It sounds like yes. Sounds like we sound good. Awesome. <laughs> All right, so let's continue this. Sweet. So yeah, um, my it, when I started doing wedding photography, I was living in Boise, Idaho, and mm -hmm. my goal was to get on the first page of results for Boise wedding photographer, and that was just a really fun challenge to go from zero to on the front page. And my my theory was that anybody on that first page of results would just have so many inquiries, they'd be booked out and their business would be incredible. And I eventually made it onto the first page and it, it was, it kind of worked. Yeah. It, it kind of, yeah. yeah. <laughs> were you getting enough inquiries that you were like, yeah, this is, you know, yeah. what I need to keep doing. It's totally worth it. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. I like that. I like to hear success stories. Also, since I've been in your group and I've been doing a lot of searching and optimization myself, it gets a little bit like, like you're like constantly checking and you get like yeah. excited about like the, the progress that you're doing and you get like a little bit like on a high, like, yeah, I like totally. it. <laughs> for sure. I, I feel like it's really healthy because at least for me, I get really excited when, when I see like I'm getting more impressions and more clicks or like an article is doing well. And then if I see that something's not doing well, I'm not like mad or distraught. I'm like, it's a challenge. I, I see it as like, oh gosh, what am I going to do to fix this? How can I turn this around? And it, it turns into a really fun, just exercise. Mm, true. So SEO is a gigantic topic. I mean, we could have, I'm sure there is just podcasts out there that only talk about it. It is yeah. major. So of course we won't be able to cover everything here, but let's start just at the basic, the beginning. Totally. What is SEO? Why it is important that we put attention to that? Let's start right there. For sure. So SEO is a really complex field, like you said, but I think if you distill it down, the, the primary goal is just increasing your visibility in search engines. Okay. Uh, so whenever I, I define it, I'm just, all I'm trying to do is get the sites that I'm working on to be more visible in search, to show up more often and to have more people click through to them. Because of course, I mean, we're not, I'm not really a fan of vanity metrics, you know, because sure. a lot of views doesn't mean a lot of clients, but we do need yep. to make sure that the more people that get to see our work, the 
better chances we have of people discovering and hiring us, right? Totally. Yeah. I've always seen a correlation with that. And I've had like a few times in my career, I've had extremely high site traffic. And during those times, I would always get incredible inquiries. Um, so it, I, I think that vanity metrics can work in this field because people can find your site and a few years later, either they're getting married or they have a friend getting married and they're like, Oh yeah, I was on that Dylan guy's site. He had cool work and here's his name. Um, and I, I think it's just, it's an, it's incredible to try to grow your reach as much as possible. I like that you point out that a bride down the road or a friend of a bride might hire you because sometimes we get fixated in like immediate results. Yeah. I think that social media has ruined <laughs> us with like immediate likes and immediate comments. And this is like the, like, this is a marathon. Like we're here for the long run. And just because somebody clicks on your website today doesn't mean that they're going to book you today. No. Yeah. Still- I think that's so rare. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I've had some incredible messages over the years where they're like, I've been following your work for seven years and I'm finally engaged. And it's like, wow, <laughs> like, you've been following me since I was a baby. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> You're like, oh, I was your high school photographer. Yes. (laughs) Totally. Awesome. So talking about this and kind of like breaking down a little bit of the myth. I can't even say that word. Myth (laughs) of search engine optimization. What are some things that you see photographers doing wrong? What are some things that you're like, well, this is kind of basic and we need to just fix this right away. Totally. So there's a few things that I see across the board. Um, The first thing I see quite often is say they're they're targeting their city and wedding photography mm-hmm. and they'll put that keyword in every page title on every page of the entire site. And so I see that happen on maybe like 25% of the sites I look at. So I'd say and, Miami wedding photographer in every single page, yep. all over every title, every comment is just yep. always spamming Google. For sure. Totally. <laughs> yeah. And really, like, if, if if every page is optimized for Miami wedding photographer, like, none of them are. Like, from Google's mm. point, like, Google's just going to say, like, every page says this. That means it's not that important. Like, it's not standing out. So, like, they can't, they can't decide easily which page is the resource on your site for Miami wedding photographer. Um, so, definitely trying to only target main keywords like that on one page is a huge tip. Um, and typically it's your homepage for your main keyword. Interesting. So talking yeah. about pages and all that I've seen, because yeah. this is like a little trend that I've seen with photographers. They're like, oh, blogging is dead. I don't have time to blog. <laughs> Ugh, useless. Why am I going to blog if I have Instagram? Mm, yep. Thoughts about mm. that. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Gosh, I, I'm probably like the opposite. I, I rarely post to Instagram anymore and I should fix that. Like when I do post to Instagram, I get more inquiries. I should I should be a better person, but it just, it, it, it takes too much time out of my daily life, or it's just not something I've been concentrating on. But with, with blogging, I think I've blogged maybe twice this year, maybe. And that's a lot for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but those posts get clicks every day. So it's, it's something that I, I post once and it, it does work for me for years to come. Whereas no, Nobody's searching up my Instagrams from like 2012 and or 2013 or something. And I'm like, I'm not getting any value from those, mm-hmm. but yeah. So I, I think about with blogging, you can do like an Epic blog post for that's targeting a venue and rank on the first page for that and get inquiries for that venue for like 
two, three years at least or more. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, I mean, I have this wedding, two weddings actually that I did at this venue and I get tons of increase for that venue just because of the blog post that I had. But do you think, I mean, it is important to blog, right? I mean, you just yeah. said that you only blog twice this year, which is yeah. like half the year already. Okay. <laughs> so, so I'm assuming those are really, really good blog posts that you have, you know, posted. Yeah. It's, yeah, <laughs> sorry. It's, um, I, I think that a lot of people get this idea that if they're blogging, they have to blog like every week or be okay. extremely consistent and, and put out a lot of content. Uh, from my perspective, I think you just have to put out quality content. And if that's one post per year, but it's epic and it's just what like your potential clients are searching for and information that's usable to them, uh, you might get more success doing that. Uh, likewise, I've seen people that blog like two times a week, but it's mediocre con content or there's just too much of it and Google isn't ranking any of it. And that much content will just weigh down your overall site's quality and hurt your overall rankings. Like you're, yeah. you're not going to see the, the same overall effect to your traffic as if you were just slowing down your pace, really concentrating on quality and doing all the extra outside work that comes with blogging properly, like building backlinks to those blog posts, um, networking, getting them featured, getting shares, etc. All right. So let's, dive in into like <laughs> what a really good blog post is. What are the yeah. ingredients for a really good blog post? That's awesome. That's a, such a good topic <laughs> right now. Um, I think the first thing you have to think about is searcher intent. So okay. typically if you're a wedding photographer or portrait photographer, you just want to put your, yourself in the shoes of your potential client, what they are going to be searching for, interested in when they're planning a session. So I like to look as early in their like buying journey as possible. Mm -hmm. So for wedding photographers, uh, venues, like they're, they're probably going to book the venue first before they start filling in the rest of the vendors. Um, so I, I've done really good guides for, for vent, for wedding venues. Um, and generally it's, it's kind of a cheat and a lot of people are finally catching on, but the search volume for like Portland wedding venues is three or four times as much as Portland wedding photographers. So, oh, and that will be better for you because you're like already like narrowing down the kind of people yep. that you want to work with, right? Like Portland wedding photographer is quite broad and yep. a specific venue could be more the type of bride you're looking for the aesthetics, you know, yep. the feel and all that. Exactly. And so I, I do guides for Portland wedding venues and then that links to all of my different wedding uh, individual blog posts. And so I can like dictate exactly where on my site they're going from there. Um, but back to your original question about the blog posts. Um, I think looking at it from that client perspective and not just doing the traditional blog post from five years ago of, I did a wedding at this venue. Here's a hundred photos. Um, I don't think that's as useful as we think it is. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the way you can improve that is to then ask like, what are the, the brides or grooms asking or looking for when they're reading a, a blog post about that venue? Um, is there information about, is there parking? How much does it cost? What does it look like at sunset? Like, can How you, many guests yeah, could you have? Exactly. Like, there's so many questions you can answer that people aren't doing. As soon as you add that information in, you're going to get better user metrics. But Google's also going to say, this is a resource and not just 100 photos. And 
you're going to see a huge ranking increase. Oh, that's good. Somebody asked in our little private group, I mentioned that we were going to do this live and she was like, I can join live, but I have a question. And she was asking how many words should have like a good blog post. Totally. I don't like to go on word count, but it's like the easiest metric to kind of make this statement. So um, my, like my my official vague answer would be as many words as solves the searcher's intent. <laughs> because sometimes, sometimes the searcher is just looking for like, what time is sunset? 8.45 a.m. That's two words or whatever. Like, <laughs> that's all they need. But sometimes they're looking for, like, detailed information about a certain wedding venue that might need to be 500 words, 1,000 words, um, etc. Like, I just did a 1,000 words on getting married in Yosemite. And so it's a complete guide to where you can get married, like, how to plan the day, how to get there, where to stay. Uh, different vendors you should look at, et cetera. And I went from ranking like 25th or so for just an image blog post of a Yosemite wedding to, I think it's like seventh for the guide. And that happened in like four days. Awesome. Uh, and so like over time, I think more people are going to interact with my guide. And I think it's going to be a top three result, which is pretty, pretty cool. Awesome. So that's great tip. So pretty much what we should be doing today, 2019, as yep. photographers, is this is not about just showcasing a pretty wedding. It's about solving problems exactly. for the future couples. And this is always that I say to people that join me on my group or something like that. I say, like, yes, it's nice to be nice to the clients that already paid you money. You did their photos. They're happy. You don't need to impress them anymore with a blog post. You need to blog for people that are looking for a wedding photographer. Exactly. Yeah, the, the blogs are just for me. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you say or how do you get out? Because this is another question that a lot, that people have is like, well, I'm not a writer. I'm sure. really bad at writing. I don't know what to do. I I don't know where to start. So again, I know you just said that, you know, answer questions that future clients could possibly have. Yeah. How could you get that rolling? Like, how totally. do you get creative about this? Yeah, I, it's, it's something that I think I struggle with more from like a time management perspective. And I have a cheat code. I've been using a website called I Need Articles, <laughs> 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 where like you give them a, a brief outline of what you need, and they they write it for you. Um, okay. I've been testing a few different like copywriting services, copywriters, and and websites like that. And it, this one's decent. Um, I don't use it every time, but I, if if you're not using a service like that, I just like to start with an outline. I like to 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 put my questions in an outline form and just start filling in the information and then tweaking it from there to make sure it has the right voice that I want. And it's, it's coming off with like everything I want it to. So. Great. Yeah. I like the, that you mentioned the voice. Cause first of all, that's branding one one you know, everything should be consistent, but also, I don't know, 15 years ago, everybody was like, this Miami wedding was beautiful because Miami weddings are amazing. Miami weddings are the best thing for you. Like, you cannot write like that anymore. (laughs) So bad. (laughs) Like, you can't do that anymore. It's really bad for actually, like, Google could penalize you for doing that. It's correct, right? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I've definitely, I've seen so many times where de-optimizing those posts led to rank increases. But yeah, it just reads terribly. (laughs) Like, I cringe every time I see it. It's that. So another good thing that a blog post should have, I mean, a good title, first of all, right? For sure. I see a lot of people that just say like the wedding of Mary and John. Okay. That says nothing for anybody that is looking for a wedding. Exactly. Um, A good content, as you mentioned. Yeah. 
then let's talk about links. Yeah. Why are links important in your blog post? Totally. So if you're linking out and you're linking out to relevant sites and authoritative sites, it's going to show the Google that this is that you're actually building a resource for people. You're not just putting some words out there. You're actually trying to help people with like real information. Um, and so I, I like to link out to like, like for my Yosemite blog post, for example, I linked out to the National Park Service website for Yosemite. I like to link out to like the Wikipedia for like the city that a blog post is in or something like that. It just, it, it shows Google that you're trying to be, you're writing in like a scholarly way where you're like using sources, um, which is awesome. I like to link out to vendors as well, um, mostly because A, they're probably local and it's showing Google, like I'm looking, I'm linking to all of these Portland companies. I'm a Portland company and it, it helps show that I'm relevant to Portland. Um, outside of that, when I link to say like a wedding planner, and they notice that they're getting referral traffic from my site after I posted, they'll typically like write me back and say, thank you so much. How can we help? And like, I'll just be like, Hey, just share the blog post or do something like that. Or like do a blog post, use the photos and credit me. Uh, so it's a, it's a way to build rapport with vendors. Also maybe get backlinks and shares and all that love. That's, you know, good karma all around. <laughs> For sure. And then there's another question, which is backlinks. What is the difference just with between links on your website and backlinks. <laughs> totally. So a backlink is a link from another outside domain, a different a different website than yours. Um, and there's typically there's there's two types, two main types. There's a no follow backlink and a follow backlink. Created, I think it was like 2010, uh, to combat web spam. And so Google mm -hmm. created this, and they just said like, hey, people are spamming the internet with links. If you add this nofollow attribute, we're not going to follow it with our crawler. And so commonly, you're going to see nofollow in comments on people's websites. And so if you leave a comment uh, on a, another wedding blog, it's probably a nofollow link. It's not going to carry the same amount of weight as a regular backlink. Also on like some bigger wedding blogs, uh, social media sites, etc., those are almost all nofollow. Okay, good. So pretty much yeah. if you're... You we should be aiming to get our work republished, either by local vendors or big platforms like, I don't know, The Nod, Wedding Wire, and Sound Me Pretty, Yumbug, yep. whatever, whatever is happy for you. Totally, totally. Yeah, building those backlinks, it's, it's like the, it's, ever since the start of Google, it's definitely been the highest correlation between higher rankings, especially like the top three positions. They always have statistically the most backlinks for that query. Um, and so it's definitely something that I've noticed that almost every photographer can work on. Uh, most photography sites maybe have between 30 and 70 different websites that link to them. Uh, if you can get to like 100 or 150 or like be just above that statistical average, you're going to have a much easier time ranking across the board. Like every time you blog, it's going to be like, oh yeah, it's instantly on the first page. <laughs> like... And that's just, it makes everything so much easier. Awesome. So, okay. So we talk about backlinks, links, good content, yep. images. Yeah. Let's talk about this. Okay. Images. They totally. are so big. Your site is unloading. <laughs> What's yep. happening here? So luckily Google is making image lazy loading native mm -hmm. onto Google Chrome and pretty much every other browser is following suit. So 
soon, we won't have to worry about this quite as much. It's still important, really important for photographers, especially. But what that means is that if you have a blog post of 100 images soon, Google's only going to load the images that are visible on your screen when you enter the site. Um, so currently, it's it's loading all of the photos. And I've seen, gosh, I was I was browsing a not a local photographer, but somebody I follow on Instagram, and I went through their blog post. It took 89 seconds, I think, for their blog post to load. <laughs> and I, I was just like watching. It looked like I was in the internet from like the 90s where like my <laughs> line, the photos were loading. <laughs> it was so bad. <laughs> and like I checked and I think they were like full resolution files or something. Oh, <laughs> and like, I, <laughs> I love when people, some, I mean, as photographers, sometimes we can be very egocentric and we can be like, whatever, if they want me, they're going to wait for it. Nobody's <laughs> waiting 30 seconds for a website to load. And I know 30 seconds sounds like, oh, nothing. But 30 seconds in internet like time, that is an eternity. Totally. And if they're on their, if like, if the person's viewing from their phone and maybe they're like on the subway or something. Oh, forget about no, it. <laughs> they're gone. They're not, yeah, you've lost them. So yeah, um, the two main things are image sizing. So figure out what size you need for your, your theme or for your website builder um, and make sure that you're not too big. I see people all the time that are uploading full-size photos or like 3,000 pixels wide when they don't need it. Um, make sure that's sorted. There's, there's other more technical things you can do where you're creating the correct uh, thumbnails or the correct file sizes for each device automatically. And then it's like serving them automatically. So like if somebody on an iPhone goes to my site, they're only getting like a 800 pixel wide image mm -hmm. or something, which is great. Um, so get that sorted or have a developer look at it if you're not super technical. You uh, can also use JPEG mini to compress yes, images. So exactly. the quality is great, but they're just like tiny. I don't, I have yeah. no idea how, this is like magic for me. I don't know how it happens, but I know it's there. Yeah. So that's the next thing is compression. It's so big. <laughs> Um, my favorite tool right now is called short pixel Okay. and they have a free version. You can like check it out with like up to 50 images at a time on their website. Or if you're on WordPress, they have a plugin. And what's cool about this is it can go through your entire media library. And in like, it takes usually like a day or two, depending on how many photos you have on your website. Uh, it generally saves like 60 to 75% of mm, great. the size. It's amazing. <laughs> Everybody should be doing that. Yeah. So use that. If, if you do, use the glossy setting that you can test for yourself. That yeah, sounds so, good. Yeah, compression's huge. Um, until the uh, lazy loading is more like prevalent and automatic, I definitely like to use a lazy loading plugin. Mm -hmm. um, my favorite is WP Rocket, which is my favorite WordPress plugin of choice for speeding up your website. They have a really great lazy loading feature. Good. I used it once. It took it took a while because I think I have never like optimized my website. I was like, God damn it. <laughs> but now sure. it's all good. It's fast. <laughs> exactly. You talk about uh, mobile also, which yeah. is important. Like your website needs to be dual, right? That's yeah. another penalty. Like if your website is not dual, mm -hmm. Google is not going to show it. Yes. Is that correct? Am I lying? I don't know. What no, am I talking it, about? <laughs> it's true. So it, it's, it's called like responsive. So you have like one... Like your, your, your website's coded, so it looks to figure out which size device is viewing the screen, and then it serves the appropriate content based on that. Or it can look at like what's called the user agent, which um, every time you're browsing the internet, you're telling the site you're on that I'm coming from an iPhone 10 or whatever device. 
Um, so that's really important. Uh, you can use the Google mobile friendly test to check and see if you're mobile friendly. And then I think it's as of like last July, Google has become mobile first, which means they're crawling the mobile version of your website to make any SEO uh, like ranking choices. So the content on your mobile version has to be the same, or if it's hidden on your mobile version, it's probably not going to rank as well. Hmm. So interesting. Yeah. Make sure that there's parity between mobile and desktop. And this is no, I didn't add this to our questions that I was going to ask you, but yeah. this is like the major question in the photography business, <laughs> WordPress or Squarespace. Totally. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> I'm definitely hard on team WordPress. Me too. <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, I, I see why people go to Squarespace and I, I empathize with <laughs> their reasoning and I, I understand it and it's just, it's a challenge. Um, I have SEO clients on Squarespace and it's definitely just, you have to do a lot more work to get the same results that I'm used to. And it's, it's a struggle sometimes. Um, a lot of that is because to make the platform so easy to create a website, they have to lock down a lot of options. And for somebody that's a little bit more technical, they it's really locked down. <laughs> um, they're blocking some stuff in robots.txt. Um, you can't really do anything on the server side. So like you can't change their caching setup. You can't like, it's, it's impossible to make a Squarespace site fast. <laughs> um, things like that are, are pretty frustrating. The, the I, I use both one. I mean, for my photography business, I use Word, uh, WordPress and for the Talk Republic, I use Squarespace and I yeah. can see the difference. Like half of the time I'm like, God, damn it, I can't, why is this not working the way I want it? Yeah. So I see that it's easier to use. Of course, it's a way cheaper platform than what WordPress will cost, but it's too much work. Like I'd rather pay more money and, you know, be able to get what I need to get done. Yeah, it's hard. Um, so yeah, I struggle with that. I, I'm planning a blog post that really breaks that down. I've been talking about it for like probably a year but I'm, I'll, I'll get it up someday. <laughs> yeah, we're waiting. That's going to okay, rank really sure. high. I can totally. guarantee you. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So would you suggest, like now people after listening to this chat, they're like, oh my God, I need to go and fix fix some of my blog posts. Yeah. Do people to go back and fix mm -hmm. them and, you know, re rearrange whatever they need to rearrange? Totally, all the time. Uh, even like just last week, I was changing up some blog posts that I had from like 2013 or so on my site. Um, and... Yeah, Google loves it when you actually go back and update content. It shows that you're an active webmaster, and like um, that you're you really actually care about your older content. Um, one big tip is I like to add an updated date. And mm -hmm. so, if I have a blog post from 2014, I make some changes. I'll say updated like July 1st, 2019, and then I'll go to, back to Google and I'll uh, recrawl that site and I'll see it change ranking almost instantly. Typically. Um, but yeah, even like add that to the title, add like updated 2019. What about uh, the URL? Yeah, I, I typically, I change those if they're structurally, structurally terrible. <laughs> like, okay. Um, if they have the old date in them, I like to change it away from that. Or if it's like some of my older content, I wasn't as great at SEO as I am now. And so I was doing like stuff that doesn't make as much sense, or maybe they're too long. Um, if you do change it, you just need to make sure you have a redirect to the new from the old location to the new. 
URL. Okay, I'm sure that we can Google um, that and, that's, and find that's how easy to do that. Yeah, totally. It's it's pretty simple. Um, my favorite way for most people, if you're not super technical, is the Yoast Pro plugin on WordPress mm -hmm. because it automatically creates that redirect anytime you change the URL. Mm. Yeah, so that's like it takes it. It's like easy mode. All right. Now yeah. I know what I'm going to do the whole summer. Redirect. <laughs> for sure. Awesome. We have a couple of people joining us live. If you guys have any questions, please, this is the time to ask before we, you know, finish here. Uh, you have a couple of great things going on. You have a class, you have a Facebook group, you have Patreon. Tell us all about it. Yeah, totally. It's kind of, it's disorganized right now. So I, I, I'm doing SEO education for photographers with Corey Potter. Mm -hmm. And we have a, a site called Feel Your Photos. There's a Facebook group. It's a, it's a really large, active, awesome Facebook group. So feel free to join. And it's great. It's really uh, good, people. I'm there. Yeah. Tons of information. <laughs> and I really like that you are very hands-on. Like, I see you totally. always answering questions. You're super honest about it, which is something that I appreciate because you're not like, hmm, you have to buy my class for me to answer this question. Like, totally. I'm sure like if people want more, of course, you should always invest in that. But you are extremely generous with your knowledge. For sure. Yeah, we try to be as helpful as possible. So yeah, Fuel Your Photos is great. We just came out with an ebook and it's uh, available right now. It was $79 until last night at midnight, but I think we can extend that a few more days if, if your listeners wanted to go in and get on, on that. It's, it's worth it, people. <laughs> totally. It's like the top 22 things that we've distilled from like our, our larger strategies that we think we're, will actually make the biggest difference for your photography site. So it's, it's pretty cool. Um, outside of that, we're going to relaunch our full SEO course, which is like in-depth, like super in-depth training um, on with videos and like in writing. And then we do like a weekly video chat with the members of that. So we're going to launch that soon. And then I have my Patreon that uh, I also teach SEO on. So Awesome. Um, I was going to ask something. People that still, they're going to listen to this podcast and they're going to be like, no, can't do, <laughs> won't do, I want you to do it. Do you yeah. have that service? Slightly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we're both like fully booked out with client work right now, but we do have an audit service. So If you go to, we have a, a rad rank is our SEO brand for photographers mm -hmm. uh, where we actually do services. If you go to radrank.com, there's information about our audits and that's, it's instead of doing like the automatic audits on like SEO websites that you might see, we actually have people go through like a, it's like a hundred point checklist of manually checking your site. Uh, it takes about a week and we've seen some pretty decent results. Like every time people get the results back from these audits, they're like, Oh my gosh, I have some work to do. Like, but it, it, it lines out everything they need to change on the site and tells them why and how to change it. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I didn't know you had that service. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Alrighty. I don't see any questions rolling in. Um, what could be the best advice that you can give to photographers? Yeah. Um, totally. I think that, starting out with a decent strategy of what kind of topics you want to target on your website, um, target them with actual quality content that makes sense from a user perspective and work on building some backlinks. <laughs> <laughs> It's that's like the overall like high level basics, but um, feel free to join the groups and ask for more details and uh, we'll help you out with that. 
Fantastic. Uh, question that is not related to search engine optimization unless you want to make it, but what are you loving right now? Totally. Um, I'm, I'm in love with cycling right now. <laughs> like, uh, it's my, my getaway from the computer. So I try to ride my bike like 10 hours or so a week. Um, the Tour de France is coming up, so I'll be watching that for all nice. of July. Yeah, so that's that's pretty much it. Awesome. Sounds good. And where can people find you? Uh, yeah, most social medias, I'm just Dylan M. Howell. And Twitter is Dylan Howell without the M. That's it. That's about it. Awesome. So I'm going to link all this on the notes. I'm going to add a link to this live so people can join the group. Highly recommended. Uh, don't get frustrated. It is a way, you know, it, I know people is like, oh, my God, I'm just here to take photos. But this is also part of the business, right? Yeah. For you want sure. to get more think, clients, you need to get good at SEO. Yeah, I was thinking about that yesterday, and I, I feel like to be an entrepreneur, you kind of have to be like your own chief marketing officer. You need to know like SEO. You need to know like paid ads, basics, basics of marketing. It's so much of your job. I know, <laughs> so. because even if you outsource it, you need to know what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you, um, if you outsource without like at least some understanding you're going to get taken advantage of. And it's, it's pretty scary. <laughs> well, let me just ask you this question because we all get those emails from who knows who. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know where, like in the, I don't even know where they're located. They're like, yeah, we're going to rank you number one. Mm -hmm. How legit is that? Zero legit? No pretty much, legit? <laughs> zero. Yeah. I would stay so far away. I think that's one frustration that both Corey and I have with SEO in general for photographers is we've seen so many people get tricked and it's hard. Um, so stay away from Fiverr, stay away from those emails, really try to find quality people. The, the unfortunate issue is that there just aren't that many. And it's, I think, I think the best route is honestly to educate yourself and, and do as much yourself as possible. Um, the main reason why we're not really offering services for photographers is that we can't get the price low enough to where most photographers would be comfortable spending. And there's just no way to get quality work. Like I wouldn't trust anybody that's under somewhere around $200 an hour for their SEO services or somewhere like not much lower than 2000 a month, which is just not in the budget for most photographers. True. So yeah, stay away from the, Get your class is yeah. cheaper than paying $2,000 a month. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Awesome. Dylan, thank you so much for your generosity. It was fantastic talk talking to you. Definitely, I have gotten so much knowledge just from joining your Patreon and your um, group. So I highly recommend this to everybody. And I have a lot of homework to do. Still. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for having me. It was great. Thank you. And guys, I'll see you very soon with another amazing guest. Thank you so much for joining us and for sharing this with your friends. And I'll catch you soon. Ciao. Thanks for listening to today's episode. For more info about marketing tips for photographers and show notes, please visit thetogrepublic.com. If you enjoyed today's show, please go to iTunes and leave us a review. Want even more? Join our marketing community group. Just search for the Tog Republic Group on Facebook. Until next week.